you're here with Samantha. And today we have a very special guest, one that created the app called Fairy Trail. Now, I'm not sure how many of you have heard of this app or have used it, but I'm sure a lot of you have used a dating app. This one is quite special. So instead of swiping left and right, you can adore or pass on that special someone from anywhere in the world. I've been using it for the past few days and what's really cool about it is each profile has only three pictures. Your profile, a full length, and a fun picture. And then you get to choose a fairy tale character that really highlights who you are. So for example, me, I am Ariel because I'm a bit adventurous, spontaneous, all that fun stuff. And the app emphasizes meeting on video chats. So today I'm gonna to talk with him about different dates that he's been on, different couples that he's set up, how the app works, and tons of other fun stuff. This is gonna be a great episode. And if you're convinced at the end, maybe I'll see you on Fairy Trail as well. So let's get started. I'm really excited about um, this app. I've been using it like crazy the well the last few days after I downloaded it. <laughs> is this just your this is your side project? Yeah, I mean it's um, so we have a team. It's four people right now. We're getting more people involved all the time. So if um, if you're interested, if anyone else, if any listeners are interested, we're always looking for help and you know we can use the most we can get we're, we're all working on this part-time because this is a product we want to see in the world we realize that dating is a real need it's a real struggle and dating apps kind of suck right now you know it's really popular because people want it but that's not to say the product is is that good yet i mean it, it sure beats not meeting anyone at all because you're like you know only able to meet so many people at work and in bars. Um, so it's actually really good, but it's still very far from all the other great products we have out there like Spotify and Amazon. We're used to really good stuff and dating apps right now are just kind of not where we want it to be. Okay, so you mentioned Spotify. So I'm actually wondering how hard would it be to integrate something like Spotify into a dating app, being able to take, say, similar listening interests and match. That's a really interesting idea. It wouldn't be that hard, but see, the thing is, the hard thing about product management is figuring out what we can spend a lot of time on, and it won't really move the needle. It won't really help the user experience. And so we are constantly testing to see what works. And so one of the things that we love to do is look at what already exists out there and see if that's working. If that's working, we're like, okay, maybe we can copy it or do it better. So it's, it's kind of a validation. And so we've seen now, I think Tinder has integrated uh, Spotify and also like Bumble. So you can see what people are listening to or what music they like. You can't match on it yet. But there is a dating app called, I think, App tunes or something like that if they basically yeah. say okay based on what music you like you can listen to music rate it up or down and then based on your rating and what other people rated we'll try to match you so recommend people based on musical tastes so personally i've tried that app like two years ago and i just found that 
you know, music taste, it doesn't matter that much. You think it will because you're like, oh, it wouldn't be so cool if we both sat in the same room and listened to the same songs. <laughs> but then to some extent, I, I think what really creates a great relationship isn't so much you have the same musical taste, but there's deeper things like values and outlook on life and interesting hobbies that bond people. Those are actually more important. So we're trying to help people gravitate towards what really makes relationships work. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. I definitely would agree with you on the musical taste, not really having that much of value in the day-to-day dating life, but also on Tinder, it says, for example, that I listened to this song called Circles by Post Malone. I believe that's what it's called. And I don't, I don't even know that song. I've never heard it before in my life and it supposedly is my jam. So I think it's a little bit flawed. (laughs) And then people can be like, oh my goodness, you you like, you know, Post Malone, I can never date you, right? And it just, it's arbitrary things that, you know, can narrow your uh, dating funnel. For sure. So, I'm curious, what are some specific things that you've put on here that, that are helping with finding the right match? Yeah, yeah. So one flaw of dating apps is it's super superficial. You can't get to know someone over just a picture. So most dating apps are like, hey, this is what they look like. And this is what they do. This is their job. So it just, it's superficial because that's all the information they have. And so no wonder we're being superficial because that's all we're presented with. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to elevate personality to the level of physical appearance and the basic information about the person. So users have told me they really love that they can choose a character. So this character represents who they are and expresses their values. And to some extent, it kind of just says, hey, this is who I am and, you know, I stand by it. You can like me for it or you can dislike, but this is who I am. And instead of reading a bunch and going on a bunch of dates, then you're like, oh, this person is blah, blah, blah. This person is blah, blah, blah. Suddenly you're at an instant, you're not, okay, I'm really interested in this personality type. I've maybe dated person like this before and I know this is my type. Perfect. So your type is actually based on the person's personality, not just on their looks or their occupation anymore. So that's super cool. And also users have said they really love the storytelling aspect. So when you create your profile, you talk about your most adventurous experience. So it starts like telling stories already. And, and Hinge is actually doing a really great job in the last couple of years by creating the story. When you browse through the person's profile, you kind of get a sense of their story. And, you know, we also do that as well. So it's very uh, comparable in terms of the, the techniques we're using. But we, we okay. do the characters, which is different from other dynamics. Okay, so with the characters, because I've been using this for a few days now, are you trying to match me with my comparable personality type? Or is it still kind of random? So that's a great question. And we... We basically, so the short answer is no, we we don't. But the thing is, you can search for a particular character. So (laughs) I've seen, so we we have analytics on our users, so we can learn and make the app better. And one of the things that I've seen is some users are extremely picky. So, you know, diving into like what users search for. So our app works like this. You, you, You create your profile and then you search basically 
outside of your city. You can search for across the US, across your country, across multiple countries even, because our user base are mostly digital nomads, remote workers. And the beauty of what we do is we can, we can basically be anywhere and it'll be a fun adventure. And if it does work out, it's not too hard to move and have an awesome life experience in a new city, right? Like you're in Bulgaria. It's crazy. Sure. I'm so <laughs> jealous of that experience, what it's like, you know, go to a cafe, go to a grocery store there, go to... So anyway, so you can basically search and you can search for things like language. You can search for even nationality because again, we focus on who you are as a person and nothing comes close to your nationality because that says so much about your upbringing. Like as a Canadian, I kind of know how you view the world, you know, and you can kind of know how I view the world as a Canadian, right? So nationality, you know, it's not perfect. It doesn't capture your essence as a person, but it, it gives us a lot of insights. So we, we allow you to search for nationality and we also let you search for character. So character can be, you can choose all of them if you're super open-minded, but if you're like, I really want a person who's disciplined, who's very dependable, you might choose General Shang. Like that might be kind of what you're looking for. Or if you're like, you want someone who's just super youthful, just like is extremely, you know, open-minded, just gets out there. You might choose Peter Pan, right? So it's completely up to you. Or you might just keep it open and be like, hey, I'm new to dating. I want to learn different types. And as I learn, as I video date, I want to know who I vibe with. And over time, I want to build a mental model of this personality works for me. So it, it works both ways. You can know who you like, or you can be open and learn. Okay, so I'm wondering how many people are actually using the video chat option because I know that it's so ingrained in my mind to just start typing and I think one of my matches, we've just been typing back and forth and today I said, you know what, enough's enough, let's actually, let's do a video chat, this will be great. Uh, I still haven't heard back from him, so maybe he just wants to keep chatting and I think that that might be a barrier for a lot of people. Oh yeah, so I mean, we're on the cutting edge right now. With remote work, we're still used to video chatting, but it hasn't fully translated into our personal lives yet. And I think we're pushing the envelope at this point. So there's actually this idea of what if we just throw people into a video chat? It's not like a blind first date because it's not like speed dating because personally I hate singles events and I hate speed dating because it's a waste of time. People are also, you know, not kind of the people I'm looking for. So I try to take the things that don't work for those and try to, you know, not incorporate those aspects into our app. So we're really against speed dating. So, but the thing is you've already matched with this person. You already have similar plans. You checked out their profile. So now this person's kind of vetted. So maybe we can throw you into a video call, but talking with users and a lot of users said they actually want to have a few messages first um, before they jump into the video call. And so that's something we're still experimenting with. But right now it is true that people are, are basically typing first until they get comfortable. And when they feel enough conviction, then they jump into a video call. That makes sense. But also that's kind of cool to potentially in the future incorporate all of a sudden you have to talk to them right away. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. And I think other digital nomads would be used to that as well, like you said. Yeah. So it's something we're experimenting with and, you know, we, we definitely also like give rewards for people who want to get involved with shaping 
their their favorite dating app. And so have you met anyone off of the dating app? Yeah, so I mean, everyone in the company uses a dating app, even if they're in a relationship. We just ask you, please say this is for testing purposes only, <laughs> because we don't want to lead people on. But it's so important to actually live in your product and empathize with users. So, so currently I am single. And so for me, it's actually really great because I can not only learn and kind of go through the pain that users go through or go through the fun that users go through, but also keep the user needs really strongly at top of mind. So I, I have met a few folks from, from the app and, and yeah, it's been really interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure if you want me to tell any particular stories. I would love to hear a story. <laughs> Do you, if you have any that you can share that aren't too personal. Yeah, I mean, I won't go into too much, too, too much detail, but actually the reason why the whole app works is because um, of my previous experiences. When I was doing consulting, I was on the road all the time. I, I physically couldn't go on dates. It would be like, <laughs> hey, are you around? I'm not in town. I'll be back, but only on these. So it was like, I couldn't actually go on dates. So what happened was we would go on video call dates and they would go really well. And then it was just like, hey, I'm going to be in the city. Do you want to meet up? And the woman would actually fly for first dates. And that blew my mind. I was like, this is <laughs> insane. Someone would travel for a first date. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it turned out really fun. You know, we, we were exploring the city together and it was just a super enjoyable experience. And I, as I started doing more and more research, I was like, hey, actually, maybe other people, you know, are, you know, struggling with dating. They're, they're not finding the people they like in their city. Maybe their lifestyle isn't conducive to a relationship because they're so nomadic. So let, let's look into this. So I started looking into this and that's kind of how it all started. So I've actually had these experiences of, you know, meeting someone in a different destination, having an adventure and having a great time. And actually, yeah, like even one of them did turn into a relationship for, yeah, for about six months. So it was really exciting. And, and yeah, so I've had a great experience with that. And through the app, though, I would say it's super important to know that the beauty of this app is it allows you to have a lot of safety nets in place. You can put the brakes on at multiple points in the app. For example, if you match with someone and you're like, actually, I don't really like this person, you, you don't need to choose an adventure. You can unmatch. Ah. Right? If you start chatting with someone, and video chatting and you don't have conviction that this person is someone you're truly excited about, you don't have to go on an adventure with that person. So it, it's basically, you know, giving you a lot of power and only when you're like, this person is someone I really vibe with, I'm attracted to, and I actually want to go on this fun adventure that you do so. And once you go on this fun adventure, it's almost like two birds with one stone. You've always been wanting to go to, but guess what? The person you like is going to be on that trip too. So you're, you're being super efficient. You're, go, you're, you're checking off your bucket list, but you're also dating and keeping your parents happy. But the beauty of it is once you go on these adventures, it's actually 
time boxing your dating because on this trip, you're going to assess the person. You're going to see how this person is in a real life situation. You know, how do they treat other people? How do they treat you? What do they enjoy? Are they fun? And even though, you know, you're not seeing them, you know, every week for t three months, you're seeing them for maybe two days, three days for really time. So it's time boxing the dating experience and also it's a bonding experience. So not only is it really good for assessing, but it's also very good for building a relationship. For sure, for sure. I'm actually wondering about these destinations. Are you allowed to change the destinations? Because it comes up as places I've already been. So as much as I would maybe want to go back to them, I want to go to new destinations. Exactly. And so um, that's something we're working on. We're building this app from the ground up. And uh, we didn't really copy anything. It's basically what do users want? And users primarily want to get matched with someone, but secondarily, they also want to have awesome life experiences. And so we are very fortunate in that Airbnb and Viator have created all of these adventures they, they've sourced all of these travel guides and kind of put them into a place for us to to pull from so we're able to actually access all of the fun adventures anywhere from africa to probably antarctica even right so all of these yeah. tours um, and destinations will be in our inventory but we have to start with a small subset right now because it's it's actually manually imported we don't have an api that connects to all of them and so in the future, let's say that you're in Bulgaria and yeah. your match is in, I don't know, London, right? Or the UK. So based on where you are and where your match is, we want to recommend adventures for you. And we also want to learn about your preferences. Maybe you love the beach or, you know, you like fruit picking, right? So whatever, it, so we want to be super smart with our recommendations in the future and almost be a, a travel discovery app. And then there's this whole idea of making it social, but that's all very much later. <laughs> so that's a great question. And it is something that we want to, we want to increase our inventory of destinations and adventures. We recently implemented virtual adventures from Airbnb and Viator just that. because yeah. people can't travel. Mm -hmm. And so who's actually using the app right now? Can you tell us some statistics about that? Is it mostly men? Is it mostly women? Because I, I feel like I, somebody told me that yeah, there's so, more women than men. But maybe I heard that wrong. Yeah, actually, that's, that's absolutely true. And what's really surprising is before we built the app, we, we talked to people in very heavily touristed destinations like Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco. And so I had a prototype of the app in my head. I was like, hey, this is the app, please try it out. And the funny thing was, you can watch the women's eyes light up as they thought about travel. They didn't care about the cost, they didn't care about like the safety part even that much, but they were like, wow, oh. And then they were super pumped. And we showed it to the guys, and the guys are like, how much is this travel going to cost? You mean to go on a date after you fly? And even then we were like, this is weird. <laughs> um, but when we did launch, um, the, our data currently is about 58% women. Wow. Okay, that, that's so shocking though, because I feel most apps are mostly guys. 
not. I mean, we're new to this. I've never worked at a dating company. I have no idea, but it's probably true. <laughs> we're, we're basically building a product that we think should exist. We're really thinking that dating apps, you know, they don't work very well. Let's build it from the ground up. Yeah, no, it's very cool. I also just, I really appreciate this, the lack of swiping. It's like, you can just sit there forever going, duh, 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 and that you limit the matches as well. So thank you for that. Um, exactly. So we have three philosophies here. The first one is that like, we should live in the present, right? We shouldn't yeah. be addicted because to be honest, like Facebook and Tinder, their agenda is not really like to make the world amazing for you. It's actually to, to make money and their metrics are tied to user engagement, right? So I know, I know Facebook is trying to change that and Tinder is trying to change that, uh, but it's very hard be, because it pays the bills. So, and so the thing is like, they've been over-optimizing us getting addicted to their apps and it's not very healthy. So I, I know even Apple has launched something called screen time to try to help us be less addicted and it's really hard it's really hard everyone's yeah. like oh this has everything i want i should just live in this but it's not very healthy so we try to help as well so what we're trying to do is we're trying to say hey just live your life we'll show you new people so you can have amazing new opportunities happen in your life but we definitely don't want to be a gambling machine that just hits all of your neuroreceptors transmitters and just gets you addicted to that because that's not what we believe in. I think it's absolutely incredible that you're doing it this way. There were a few times during the day that I picked up my phone to see if there were new matches and it said, no new matches, come back tomorrow. And I thought, okay, good. I can come back tomorrow. <laughs> right. yeah, so the so funny thing is our mission is actually to get you on life changing experiences, you know, breathtaking moments, because that's one of the reasons why I built the app is because the world is amazing. Like the first time I saw a flying fish, this, I was, what, what is, it just blew my mind. I was like, this fish is literally flying. I, I can't believe my mind just blew up, right? <laughs> and you kind of want to have more of those experiences. And that's what we want to encourage. We want people who have not had these experiences be checking out new cultures, interacting with new people and seeing new things. And so our revenue is actually tied to these bookings that we help people get. So that's why we hope that we can actually match you with someone. You can video chat and then be compelled to actually go on a, on a trip. That's our, that's our goal because at the end of the day, you don't want to have a match. You want to have a life-changing experience with someone you like and even stop using dating apps. Yeah, I always found that whenever I've gone on dates with people, whether it's first dates, second dates, third dates, if it's something memorable, like an experience, I'm going to remember it more than just going to the bar, going to have a drink, or going to a restaurant, all of those cliche dating experiences. But if my first date started with flying on an airplane to a destination I've never been to before, I think I'd remember that. And it would be an awesome story, whether it turned out well or not. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, you have conviction. You can chat with like 10 different guys over video. And only when you're like, this one guy is, is worth like actually, you know, seeing in person, then you book the trip, right? So it's really a lot of power in your hands. But the thing is, what I really wanted to do with this app was to make it safer for people. What we do is we have you, you guys just meet on these 
experiences. So these experiences are backed by legit companies like Airbnb, right? They're in a group. So you're, you're with 20 people. So for me, it's like safer than an Uber ride because I'm not like alone in a car with a, one guy. I'm actually yeah. in a group of like other travelers. And there's a travel guy that goes out every day. This is their core business and travel tour operators are actually licensed. So it's, it's a very safe experience and it's also very fun. So okay. we have one girl, she was in San Francisco and one guy, he's in San Jose. The distance between these two cities are one hour away. They went for a video date and, and then they continued video calling. And then their first date was actually in Brazil. What? <laughs> yeah. So they could have met in the Bay Area, but just like you said, <laughs> bars and drinks, it's kind of lame. It's kind of a waste of time. I'm actually doing this just because I want to meet you in a safe environment. Um, and so they actually met in uh, Rio and she, because she, felt it wasn't super safe she also asked her friend to join so we actually had three folks who went through fairy trail and met on this group adventure and they had a blast they they did the sea turtle snorkeling tour in rio that and then they nice the next day together. yeah that's that's so cool that's very cool do you have any other stories like this from users that have met in real life so Another one was a girl in New York and a guy in San Francisco, and they met in Denver. And that was our first um, booking. Oh, by the way, we don't really do bookings right now, even though we are a travel agency. We think dating apps don't make any sense because if you're too successful as a dating app, you lose all your users and no business can survive when you have no users. So that's a funny fact. We're, we're, all, we're not dependent solely on dating, but we do use dating as a lead gen. So we booked their travel to Denver. And so that was really fun because that was our first experience. And we even talked with the, the, the tour guide and he, he made sure to give a super special. And it was really fun. He even took photos for us. So they went on a glacier hike with hot springs and they went for Den like Denver style, Colorado style pizza, which is actually very interesting. I don't know if you know, there's this pizza from... Uh, Colorado, which is super fluffy crust. It's almost like a poofy pizza. So that was their experience. And then the second day they went on a city, kind of just, you know, exploring the city adventure. Okay, very cool. Have you ever had any like horror stories though? Anything that's gone horribly wrong or I don't know if that's the um, best thing to promote right now. Horror stories. Fortunately, we haven't had any. I, I think, I mean, we do our best to try to eliminate risk as much as possible. We have background, we do identity verification, we have rating systems, but I mean, anytime you step outside of your house, I mean, even if you're in your house, yeah. there can be earthquakes. <laughs> I remember in California, <laughs> yeah, sure. so even in your own house, there's risks. So we, we just try to minimize risks as much as possible. Luckily, we haven't had any horror stories, but like we have a safety line that people can call if, they're, if they need help. But, but yeah, we're very, very concerned about safety because we feel kind of responsible in that, like as a travel company, like, you know, if, if you book a trip for someone and they, they have a poor experience, you feel responsible. And that's actually what makes Fairy Trail beautiful is most dating apps, they don't care about what happens after. 
Do we actually care? Did you have a good date? Did you have a good experience? Well, that's really great. It sounds like there's some really cool experiences to be had. I would love to find someone that has the same interests as me, that wants to do the same things as me, but it's just, it's not always working out exactly like that. So I love what your app is doing. Thank you for coming on the show. It was really great chatting with you. And I also wish you the best with this and hopefully I'll be able to see you in the future in real life. Yeah, I mean, like nomads, we're everywhere, right? So who right. knows? But it would be awesome to, yeah, to connect and yeah, see kind of, yeah. So that was great. And I don't know about you guys, but I definitely am going to continue to use Fairy Trail until I find my Prince Charming. And after that, let's wait and see what happens. I know that the app will be changing quite a bit after all this COVID craziness goes away. If you are listening here from Europe, please do join the app and tell your friends in Europe and all over the world because right now I am getting a lot of matches from the United States and well, it's not the best passport to have at the moment <laughs> in terms of travel. And yeah, if you found anything about that interesting, you have any questions, you'd like to join uh, the Facebook group. And if you did like this episode, please do like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And we'll be seeing you on the next trail. Bye for now.